Good afternoon. This is Chanel Thompson, founder and CEO of Brick by Brick Consulting NC. Today, we're going to be having a conversation coming of age in the Trump era. We have Kimberly Michael Thompson, who happens to be my daughter, as our featured guest today. Kimberly Michael, take a few moments and tell our listeners um, about yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Kimberly Michael Thompson. I am a current freshman at Hampton University majoring in journalism with a minor in political science from Winston-Salem in North Carolina. Happy to be here. Well, thank you. Let's jump right into the conversation. So as you know, the purpose of the Justice League conversation is to share perspectives and outlooks on issues that relate to disparities and barriers that people of color, women, immigrants, and other marginalized communities face due to intentional racism, systemic oppression, and implicit bias across education, healthcare, social justice, and financial stability. Can you tell me one of your earliest memories of presidential campaigns? Well, the one I can recall best is the 2008 um, Obama campaign, and that was an awesome time. I got to live in an era where the first black president didn't only run, but win. And I remember being overjoyed, excited. I remember me and my cousins, scribbling on the American map, the blue and red states on election day and how exciting that was. So I enjoyed that time thoroughly. So can you talk a little bit about what it meant for an eight-year-old little girl to wake up and know that the president of the United States was black? It was the best feeling in the world to know that the man who held the highest office in this country looked like me and my brother and my mom and my father. It was an empowering time for black people. We were energized, we were excited, and unfortunately, all that energy was sort of snatched away in the coming years. Okay, so let's talk about um, when we went into the 2016 campaign, you were 16 years old, so your ability to bring information in to capture, I'm sure that you were a little bit more informed Let's talk about the events that led up to the actual election. What do you remember about the campaign process, um, the Hillary and Trump campaign? What do you remember about that? Well, I remember when Donald Trump announced that he would be running for president and we immediately all thought it was a joke. We were excited to hear that Hillary had come back to run again because having the first black president and the first woman president was something that I would love to see in my lifetime and still have a lot of hope for, but unfortunately that wasn't the case for 2016. The campaign was weird. It was not normal. And I think it took a toll on all of us because the presidential campaign was almost laughable. The seriousness of the position had been taken away and therefore it created a lack of respect for the highest office in the country, which has done a lot of damage to the American society, I think. So talk a little bit about the actual election day. What did you feel as the media began to cover the polls that night? Well, I remember election day and I remember waking up with the entire thought that today we are going to elect the first female president of the United States. It had not crossed my mind that Hillary Clinton would lose that night nor had it crossed the mind of several of my friends. And I remember getting home from school, waiting for the media coverage to start on FaceTime with my friends. And as we watch, I'm just, you know, don't worry, we got this. This one's in the bag. 
and they started discussing Florida swing state. And in the midst of them discussing Florida, they said Trump would take Florida. And that was when I realized that this was not a good sign, that if Trump was going to take Florida, that meant other swing states were up in the air and he could take those as well. And so watching that media coverage, watching the states you hope to be blue go red was frightening. It was scary. And I, it was unreal. It felt like a nightmare to see something like that because not once had it crossed my mind that Donald Trump could become president. So let's talk a little bit. I remember distinctly telling you late over into the night to go to bed because you were going to have to go to school the next day. And there were still a few states that had not um, quite come in yet. Talk a little bit about how you felt the next morning when you woke up and you realized that Donald Trump was indeed um, the elected president. Well, I went to sleep with CNN still on that night. And I remember waking up probably around four o'clock in the morning dizzy, sleepy, and all I see is Donald Trump coming out on stage, making his acceptance speech, and I went back to bed because I figured this was just a really bad dream, and I woke up the next morning to hear that the President of the United States was, in fact, Donald Trump. I think that realization was frightening to know going to school the next day was horrifying. It was probably one of the worst days I've ever experienced. Talk a little bit about that. The day after the election, we had school. I went to Career Center, and I have a good friend of mine who has two mothers, and she ran into my arms and cried. This was at 8 o'clock in the morning. School had just started. I had never seen people so sad. I had never seen kids cry at school. I had never seen my teachers have to leave the classrooms because they just can't handle it. It was a horrific experience. My principal had to come on the intercom and tell students to calm down because tensions were so high. Everyone felt a strong loss for hope and despite our teachers' best efforts to comfort us, there were students, Latino students, LGBTQ students, and Black students, and all other minorities who genuinely had something to fear for. And the unknown of the future is, I think, what scared us all the most. So what kind of conversations were you having with your peers? Um, Do you remember the conversations you had with us as your parents and even Trump supporters in the days and weeks after the election? I was angry for a very long time. I was angry for probably around six months. I was furious at anyone who said they voted for Trump. I was mad at anyone who said they didn't understand why I was upset. I felt betrayed and... My friends felt betrayed because this country that told us that they loved us and that anything was possible if you followed the American dream had decided to vote for a man who took away all of that, who was a bully, who marginalized people and put fear into people's hearts. He used a fear tactic to win the presidential election. And in the United States, where we're not a country who prides ourselves on the idea a fear to know that people would elect someone like that to office was traumatizing. And my friends and I were just angry. We were mad all day. I just remember everyone being so angry. 
Okay. Wow, that's kind of difficult to hear. So it's been about 18 months since the election. How has this presidency shaped your life and your outlook on life? This presidency has made me aware. Prior to this, I wasn't really aware of the things going on in America or social injustices, but when you're living in a country where your president is Donald Trump, you have no choice but to care. Every single day you wake up on the news, he's done something. And it's not just him. Ever since the presidential election, it seems like the country has been running in chaos. It seems like racial tensions are high. Children are being split from their parents at borders. The Muslim population is being banned from entering the country. So many horrible things are happening. And so it creates this passion in you to fix that. You want to change that. And I think that's something that the presidential election did for me it made me an activist made me want to speak out twitter wasn't enough anymore so it was time to get up out of your bed and go do something to make the world a better place to fix this mistake okay so you're 18 years old now you're a registered voter what do you see or what do you hope to see happen in this 2018 midterm election in the 2018 midterm election i hope that we flip the house and senate back blue that is my biggest hope. The blue wave is rolling throughout the country, and I'm excited to see what it does here in my own home state of North Carolina. People, like I said, are upset and angry, and they want to see change. And I think it would be much more comforting to the American people to know that our legislators were blue and were going to push back against Trump legislation as much as they can, because right now, with everything being red, we are in a very dangerous place. Okay. So we've heard the term youth quake. It's used quite frequently across social media. Do you believe that you and your peers have what it takes to shift the direction of this country? And if so, why? Most certainly, my peers and I have the ability to change this country. I have met people and am meeting people who are working tirelessly day in and day out to change the circumstances for people in this country. And we're passionate, we're fired up, we're excited for what the future may hold. And although living in the Trump era may be hard, we haven't given up on our country. We are a good group of people. The millennials, Generation Z, we can fix this thing. And I think when we go out and fight, we think about the things that we want for our children, the things we don't want our kids to experience. I never want my kids to have to wake up the day after the election and experience what I did. I want them to live in a country where they are free to be who they are and that they are free from oppression and all the horrid systems that put people of color, LGBTQ people, and all other marginalized groups down. And we're, we're ready to do the work. We're here. So what's your personal, what's your personal commitment to this youth quake? I am 100% fully committed to this youth quake. I've personally been taking time out of my summer and even during my senior year to work on a congressional campaign for a Democratic candidate in hopes of unseating a Republican incumbent. And I think, like I said, students have picked up, picked up the arms and they're ready to take on whatever they need to to get it done. I know I am. I know... I'm excited for what the future holds. I'm excited to meet other kids 
who are excited for what the future holds and we're gonna do what we have to because we can't keep going like this something has to give well Kimberly Michael has been inspiring to share with you today is there one last thing you would like our listeners to remember as we wrap up our conversation um although I know it's difficult to live in such times like these and I know it's difficult to see your country in such chaos don't lose hope America we have our flaws we have our issues but we are a country that can fix it we can fix it being an American although it comes with hardships and its problems there is also pride in it because we as Americans we have a fighter spirit and don't give that up if you are unhappy with your circumstances if you are unhappy with how things are going get off twitter get off facebook and get up and go do something about it go vote go volunteer go do something to make a difference at the least have a conversation with someone from the other side because that's what we need right now this country needs empathy this country needs workers this country needs dedication and that's the only way we're going to fix any of this well, ladies and gentlemen, again, this is Chanel Thompson, founder and CEO of Brick by Brick Consulting. We want to thank Kimberly Michael Thompson for being our guest today as we've taken a look and had a conversation about coming of age in the Trump era. I want to remind you to be an advocate, be an ally, but don't ever be silent. Until next week, Brick by Brick.